0: Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into this year's finalists and winners from our WealthManagement.com 2020 Industry Awards. These interviews cover the challenges, innovations, and trends in the wealth management industry and the individuals working to help advisors better help their clients.
1: Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm David Armstrong. I'm the editor-in-chief of wealthmanagement.com. Uh, I am joined here on our Wealthy Circle podcast with uh, Adrian Johnstone, the co-founder and chief commercial officer of Practify. Adrian, uh, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, David, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here and talking to you.
1: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, uh, you guys were a finalist this year in our technology providers in the CRM category. It's always a challenging category. It's a, it's a, it's a big one, uh, so congratulations on that. And uh, thanks for all your support.
0: Yeah, thank you. Look, uh it was our first time entering. So we were uh, we were very excited to uh to make it through as a finalist. Would have loved to take away the award, but uh kudos to Redtail there. They're a uh, they're a well established firm and, and tough for us to beat.
1: Well, one thing about these awards is our, our, our judges are our judges are our judges and they uh, they vote independently. And we can't always uh get them to do what we want. But uh, but uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, but it's a solid category. So getting to be a finalist is, is, is great. With I'm starting these things out, I just want to ask you, you know, kind of the elevator pitch. What problem uh, do financial advisors in the U.S. have that Practify can help them solve?
0: Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's a problem that's not only in the U.S. Practify, uh, we, we work globally. Uh, we have clients in, in uh, four countries at the moment and, and continuing mm-hmm. to expand that footprint. The the primary challenge is that the technology that advisors are using today, it's either very disjointed. We see lots of siloed technology. We we hear a lot about this in the industry where there's uh, bits of this kind of best practice buying spree that people went on, but they didn't integrate things. So we see that kind of fractured technology space and Practify pulls all that together as an integrated platform. But also we have so much technology that is focused around I guess the traditional CRM, the piece that is, how do I look after just the client relationship? But There's so much more to running an advice business. And so Practify is, we use the term business management platform. We have CRM in our core, but we provide technology that allows you to run every aspect of the firm. And we, we hook in and integrate, whether that's your compliance team needing somebody to manage their day-to-day or your investment team, whether it's uh, making sure that your collaboration across the management group to say the finance team you know we're, we're really uh, a kind of a full end-to-end business platform
1: yeah and i, I like that idea of business management as opposed to customer management uh probably advisory firms uh like other industries find themselves spending most of their time inside their crms right uh, even though there's other tentacles out there that uh, of technology platforms that they use the crm really is sort of the beating heart
0: yeah, look, it should be the core. Unfortunately, I guess there are just too many of those platforms, even in CRM land, that are often legacy server-based things that are not well integrated to anything else. And so what, unfortunately, they finish up with is a, a desktop that is full of a, a disparate set of disconnected apps that are open. What we seek to do is to to really give everyone within an firm uh, not just the advisors or the, the client service team, but everyone one place to log into where they
1: can drive their entire day. Right, and you are uh, custom built for advisory firms. That's that's your focus. That's the, uh, the that's the-
0: that's it. It's all we do. We are we are built natively on the Salesforce platform. So uh, I guess in uh, in local industry terminology, where we'd be called a Salesforce overlay, we're much deeper than that. We don't just rebadge Salesforce. We uh, we've built a. And refined over many years a, a full vertical kind of solution here but globally all we care about is getting uh, getting wealth professionals uh, the best technology that they can.
1: And I think uh, you know a couple of years ago we'd probably be forgiven for not necessarily in the U.S. in any way for having heard of Practify. Uh, you guys have a big presence in Australia. Australia I think of, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, uh, in my I, the closest that the U.S. has to a wealth management industry counterpart in the world, right? I mean, Europe's a little bit different. Australia seems to have kind of a very similar kind of industry structure that the U.S. has in terms of wealth management. Is that
0: it, accurate? It really does. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. We, as an Australian-born company, we saw the U.S. obviously as, as the big market to, uh, to come and enter, but we really spend our time honing uh, the product in australia australia is much more tightly regulated than the us it, uh, okay. it it's it's very 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 heavily locked down and so we figured that if i think a lot of advisors fun-
1: here would be a, a lot of advisors here would be surprised to hear that there's something it's
0: uh, yeah it's uh, it's one of those things that uh it, when i look at uh, at dol you know it, it goes the proposed legislation there goes uh, goes only about 20 percent of the way to uh, to the world that poor old Australian advisors have to battle through. Uh, yeah. But what it allowed us to do is to really understand in great depth the complexity of the problem. When we came into the US market, what we saw, though, was a much more mature approach to technology. So in Australia, there's, uh, there's, there's a, a less mature approach. It's been so beaten down by compliance. There's much more innovation and openness here in the US market. Uh, we, we entered the US market only a couple of years ago. So, uh, you know, we, we came into the, the space uh, really in very early, or very late 2017, very early 2018. And, um, you know, since then we've really made a home, particularly working with complex firms like multifamily offices or RIAs running kind of more than 500 million where they've got high net worth or ultra high net worth clients. We have some, some of our clients who fall outside that mix uh, but really that's, that's where the complexity is that we solve for. Uh, and you know, we constantly get feedback from clients that there's just nothing out there that, that understands that segment's needs as well as we do.
1: I, uh, and you set up a home base here in the U S in Chicago, correct? Is that...
0: We did. Yes.
1: How did you pick Chicago? How was that? Well, uh, it. firstly, it's a
0: beautiful city. So uh, to any listener from Chicago, thank you. You've done an excellent job. But for us, Chicago, I mean, it's it's the second biggest wealth management market in in the U.S., from, from our research, at least, uh, mm-hmm. certainly in our target market. But it, it had a lot of other appeal. Obviously, it's in central time. There is a great uh, financial services technology uh, ecosystem there, which made recruiting people useful. Uh, exercise. It's also well connected to Australia. So for me, I fly backwards and forwards. I, I've literally just come back to Australia uh, from Chicago uh, last week, but uh, it's very easy to access from Australia, either uh, from the West Coast or up through Dallas. So great people, great connection and, and great servicing times really.
1: Yeah, that's great. Chicago, beautiful town. I, I I love getting back there as often as I can. You have built uh, Practify on the Salesforce Chassis Salesforce too at one time made a push into the wealth management space, and I think it has a wealth management uh, platform with Salesforce uh, mm-hmm. of their own. Do you find yourself in in competition with them? How does that work? If I mean if they're <laughs> they're already trying to push into the and if, I believe they were an inaugural WealthManagement.com finalist uh, award winner, award finalist at least back in uh, our very first awards six yep. or so years ago. So where does that stand in terms of the ecosystem? Uh, for
0: sure. It's it's understandably uh, understandably difficult for people to wrap their heads around. But uh, of course, there are a number of, of overlays on, on the Salesforce platform. We we are just one, but uh, we'd like to think we're the best one, of course. Uh, so Salesforce is really a, an organization that has a platform, which is the Salesforce platform, and that's open to partners like us to build and to put products into the market. And then they have their own I guess products financial services cloud being the one that uh, that you're referring to now there was an earlier wealth management product that they uh, they attempted a number of years ago. Uh, yeah. we came out before wealth uh, before financial services cloud so we've been around a little longer than that. There's a fairly rigorous process at Salesforce to get these things up and approved and and happening. And so yeah, we we are a uh, I guess it's a co arrangement where on one hand we compete head to head with financial services cloud but on the other hand of course we're a partner to salesforce Uh, that's a really healthy model we have a great relationship with the team at salesforce they have a great underlying platform i guess we would contend that it's difficult for such a large firm to have a true vertical focus so uh, for us we we only do one thing we we make technology that is designed to improve the world of advisors
1: yep and when you brought the technology to the us and and began to show it to advisors and wealth managers the you know the biggest challenge i assume would be to get them to come off the platform that they were already on so when you're talking to them what are your talking points in terms of why your offering is going to be better than what they maybe are already using whatever it might be uh Look deeper integration so, you say but give me give me some more specifics yeah. around what you're what you're saying to
0: Yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things we're in a very fortunate position. If I think back to, uh, it was December, 2017 and, and Glenn Elliott, uh, our CEO and my co-founder and I came on a a bit of a discovery tour. We had a few meetings lined up and we really wanted to test the market. We we came for just two weeks uh, and we went home with two clients and, uh, we were like, right, well, we, 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 we established that the product fits. And it was really that we showed the clients system that we had and they were just wow we don't have anything that can do this in this country hurry up and and get here and that was really the start of the journey we work with with a lot of great firms Uh, many of those firms are managing well in excess of a billion uh, in client assets and as a result they're, they're very networked they're they're sharing information around. And each time we we present the platform in front of people, whether they're using Salesforce today, we we have people coming from uh, uh, a lot of the, I guess I'd say the more established or or, uh, longer standing platforms like Juncture and and Redtail and Tamarack and and those types of systems as well. But really, they've just not seen something that is capable of managing the complexity of relationship. They haven't seen something that is so custom built so that when you first log in in the morning, all, all of the information you need is presented. It's it's broken out so that your dashboard is is unique to your your role. Uh, and when you first log in all of the information you need is right there at your fingertips. So uh, for people who are on the Salesforce platform, they've often spent uh, years and, and, and tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars doing customization. And they're a bit sick of doing it, to be honest, that they, they don't want to keep reinvesting in building their own system. So uh, they see Practify as a way of staying on the platform that they want, but uh, for getting a product that is fully supported. And for a lot of others, they're they're looking at the Salesforce platform and they just think it's too daunting. Uh, They know they've all heard the stories about how much it costs and and how you basically have to become a tech company. And we represent a way past that, whether you're an institution or a a large RIA, uh, we help you avoid the need for that custom build.
1: Yeah, it, it strikes me that you're, you're you're coming in at just the right time, right? I mean, uh, uh, the story with a lot of the RIAs in the U.S. is that many of these started as you know breakaways from the the, the broker, brokerage firms, relatively small shops, one, two, maybe four advisors in a shop, but increasingly and rapidly growing to become not just practices but full-on businesses, right? Where maybe mm-hmm. there's administrative assistance and uh, there's a portfolio team and there's a uh, investment committee and a lead relationship and junior relationship and multifaceted touch points with the end client that the four-person RIA shop who was just using a traditional CRM just simply to get the phone number and address and send out the right stuff to the right people at the right time doesn't, doesn't keep up with. So uh, is, it, is it fair to say that a, a maturing industry here needed a solution that was custom built for this space just because it was growing so rapidly and so quickly?
0: Correct, uh, and we hear that a lot. That you know, there's a lot of frustration from people when they're talking to us that they feel like what they've really got today in their CRM is is a robust but limiting online Rolodex, and, and what they need now is is just you know much more complexity in the client relationship. They need uh, obviously to capture a lot of compliance data, uh, but they need to connect a much bigger workforce, and and you know as we sit today, obviously a much bigger and and remote located workforce. We give people things like real-time collaboration in context of the client record. So there's whether you're all sitting in an office, whether you're spread around the country in different offices, or whether as we are today, often sitting at home, what we've got is a platform that you just log into and go. And uh, you know for a lot of firms, they turn Practify on, there's is literally nothing to do. There's no project to run. There's it's migrate your data, train your users and and you're live. But we also have a lot of more you know, larger and even more complex firms who want to customize that experience. And so we don't take that ability away. In fact, we encourage our clients to embrace it, but instead of starting with something raw, like Salesforce, you start with something that will work the day you get moving, and then you can just tune and add to that as you go. So this context of having a a platform like a, a native Salesforce, where you then engage a third party consultant to build it to the bare minimum that you need that shouldn't be the case and it's not with Practify.
1: the thing that has always bedeviled technology companies fintech companies in the u.s in this space has been the integration challenge and how are you guys uh handling that uh, integrating with other vendors and i know you have a schwab integration right you're uh Mm -hmm. the, the, the schwab platform how do you guys approach integrations and what have you found challenging or maybe not so challenging but uh enlightening about that
0: yeah, look, uh, integration is is a huge part of the value proposition, and uh, and it should be taken for granted, or be able to be taken for granted for uh, for the firms. But of course, it, it it's not, and it's not magic. We came into the the space initially just looking at what what would add the most value up front, and so we went really hard at building relationships with the uh, the major portfolio integration, uh, sorry, portfolio reporting tools. So. We, uh, we have integrations with Adapar that's very rich API-based integration. We, we work with Orion with their uh, Orion Connect product and Tamarack and Black Diamond. Uh, and so we wanted to combine that CRM and portfolio data uh, uh, straight out of the blocks. Now we're working with custodians. So we have Schwab, we have Pershing. We do things like digital account opening with Schwab. You can interact with custodial alerts. And so we're really looking to to eliminate the rekeying of data or the the toggling between systems for different experiences what we find is you know we have fully open uh, very mature apis it's uh, one of the benefits that comes of being on the salesforce platform and we've put a lot of work in and continue to put a lot of work in over the top of that we also benefit of course that uh, our, our clients have access to the salesforce app exchange so people like risk uh, have standard Salesforce apps that they can just plug and play. So there's no integration work that needs to happen there. There's, there's 3000 odd apps on that that app store. And so we see ourselves a, a, as being the champion for that integrated uh, experience. And uh, we, we push really hard to make sure that that continues to evolve.
1: Give me an example of when you uh, uh, were showing the first initial clients, the tools that you have, what it was that they saw that they said, uh, "Wow, that's great! I wish you know nothing else that we know of can can do that." Give me some more examples of of, of the the processes that uh, you've built into the platform that uh, uh, advisors can benefit from.
0: When we look at Practify, often when we're we're showing the system to people, we we start with this kind of dashboard experience that that everyone comes into, and and that's the first wow moment. It's like, "Wow, I I have all this information at a single click." We have uh, within that that uh, experience. We have these, uh, we refer to them as snapshot tiles, but effectively they're queries that are constantly asking the database uh, questions so that you don't need to. So show me everyone who who has an RMD conversation that needs to happen in the next 90 days. Show me everyone with a birthday coming up. You know, Any kind of query or question that you would normally extract data, analyze and run a process and then set about doing each month, the system does for you. And so they're programmable. You can have in any given business for any given role, a series of those questions being asked of the database and and the user is prompted. Uh, So that's the first wow moment. When we get into a client record though, particularly when we're dealing with more complex entities, we get into this world where you're looking at the household and and we do very complex householding, but we do multi-generation householding and structures. And that household may own some companies and have some trusts. And we can aggregate them all under one record. So you've got this ability to to look at at a very complex family relationship with multiple entities in it and see it in one place. See the aggregate of everything, but then to, to drill down through that information to any level that you want, rather than in a traditional CRM, each of those groups being a client in its own right. So we have those all nested. Then we get into this world where we know that the the advice industry, the relationships really build based on referral. You know that yes, there are uh, teams who go hard at, at a traditional sales exercise, and, and we do that pipeline management very, very well. But we know that that your influences, the centres of influence in your business, the referrers, whether they're clients or whether they're partners, maybe they're an attorney that you work with or an accounting firm. We also manage those relationships and pull those to the front. So instead of that being corporate knowledge that's stored in someone's head and lost when they retire, uh, that information is all captured in Practify. And then you can run workflows and automations around that. Find me all of my top referrers. Find me referrers that we haven't had a referral from in the last six months. So we can talk to them and find out why not. So we dig very deeply into those pieces. And then we go really hard at automation. We, we built a, a fully custom workflow automation tool so that someone within a business, not someone in a tech team can configure and manage very complex workflow automation. Full branching that says, if this happens, these are the five possible outcomes. And based on which outcome you select, what should happen next? Is it another process? Is it resetting dates? Is it uh, sending an alert? So we do all of those kind of aspects and people just look at that and say, wow, this is, this is the technology that large enterprises, big institutional firms can afford to have. You're giving it to me in my RIA.
1: Yeah. And definitely. And, and as those RAs grow into becoming larger enterprises themselves, uh, that's the kind of thing they'll need. I like the idea of like business intelligence built into the CRM and, and what that could provide. Do you have some kind of plans or, or existing or on the roadmap for uh, kind of feedback loops for advisors who can uh, maybe glean some best practices out of uh, the data that's collected in their CRM, like for instance, you talked about referrals, haven't heard from this guy in five months, so maybe send him a low note, or even this type of client responds most favorably to this many push notifications or this many contact points, so we can kind of build our communication messages around that that data. Right. Is that the that's kind so of uh, feedback that's uh, yeah, a...
0: Yeah, look, we, uh, we capture all those data points and, and we, work, we have some clients who do quite sophisticated analysis of that data. We're also currently playing with some AI capability to look at that information and see what we can can feed up into the business. We hook into to a huge number of, uh, of course, we've talked about some industry integrations, but we also hook into things like marketing automation tools. Mm-hmm. And we we have clients who go really hard at using that data to determine what list to add clients to, what are their interests, where do they come, uh, how do they prefer to be communicated with. You, to your example, so all that data is there, and that analysis of that data, we have a a very complex or very rich, I should say, it's actually pretty simple to use a reporting tool that's there that gets you analysing that data within Practify. Uh, it's really again, it's it's a tool that that is geared for for enterprise level clients, and, and we, we work with uh, with a number of enterprises uh, here and abroad. That we want to bring that capability to those at scale or or
1: growing RIA's. It, it really is is the history of uh, advisor technology has been a fight for the desktop, right? Who who gets to own the the, the the screen where the advisor spends most of their time? And I think giving them these kinds of tools or this kind of uh, uh, capability is, is really crucial, I think, to, to kind of keeping that attention and keeping them logged into Practify front and center, as opposed to sending them off for having them log into some other platform, correct? You want that's, them to be kind of living in the Practify environment. That
0: That's correct. Uh, we we want it to be more than where they go to look at a client phone number or or relate an email. That The days of that are hopefully done. Those systems, they'll, they'll work for very small teams who, who have small client bases and, and and all they need is very simple CRM. But an at scale business or a business that is growing fast, we handle for many of our clients, their whole M&A functionality. They're buying a business, they can run that whole process in Practify. Uh, mm. We really want everyone in the firm to see Practify as the one place that they go to to do any standard business function. Uh, and then when they're doing something that is specialist, Rebalancing a portfolio, for example, we want to give them a seamless way to get to that tool. Mm-hmm. So we become the hub from which they log into other environments.
1: Yep, yep. Give me a scale for uh, Practify. I say uh, a new entrant to the US, relatively new. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but how 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 big is Practify? How many employees do you have uh, around? We uh,
0: we're fifty three employees. We're headquartered in Sydney, Australia. We've got uh, got about twenty. 21 or 22 of the those employees are sitting in Chicago. We're heavily capitalized, uh, which is good and, and growing hard. We, in the 18 months, two or two years or so, coming through to the start of this year, that we were putting on clients in the US. We put on, or we've we've got clients managing about 100 billion in in uh, client assets uh, on the platform and uh, and growing that often around half a billion to a billion at a time per client.
1: Right, that's impressive, those are impressive numbers. When you're, uh, I'm shopping this around, one question I did want to ask, beyond the loose regulations or looser regulations than you found in Australia, mm-hmm. anything else that kind of has surprised you as you go around and talk to RIAs, multifamily offices, wealth managers, independent wealth managers in the US, anything that kind of surprises you, anything that uh, you weren't expecting, What's, what are your impressions?
0: Look, uh, nothing that's, that's really a surprise in the business model, I guess. I'm a little surprised that, that there has been what a, a, some really big or, or growing, very fast firms who have put up with, with outdated technology uh, in their CRM space for a really long time, that they're really still running a, a Rolodex. Um, there seems to be somewhat of an, a reticence to change because there's a perception that it's really hard. Uh, yep. and, and look, it's not magic, for sure. It is complex moving systems, and, and the CRM is often, as we've discussed, the core platform in the business. Uh, we go particularly hard at providing an onboarding service, a, a bundled offering with Practify, because we know that that their businesses will only continue to grow when they get technology that will scale with them. Uh, so it's interesting to me. You know, We, we have migrated firms that are running a couple of billion dollars who don't have a CRM at all. They're they're still living Mm -hmm. in Outlook. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I think that that was a bit of a surprise. I I expected maybe a more mature existing CRM space.
1: Yeah, yeah. And probably what you're also seeing there is just a little bit of advisors making, you know, as as they kind of grow with the small firm, small practice in the business, uh, the calculation they're making is, okay, is the disruption worth it? right? Because things are smooth, you know, things are sailing along. Uh, I'm doing okay. Sure. Things could be more efficient. Things could be a little bit better, but we've got our processes in place. We're doing our thing. uh, You know, and it's just, I'm sure it's, you know, a a better solution, but do I really want to unplug everything and replug it back in and go through that whole process? Uh, Are the benefits going to be worth it? Is there a tipping point that you found where advisors, where they kind of bounce up against that, where they say, okay, yeah, now it is the time. Now it is worth it. Uh, Now I really do need to uh, think about, Pulling the plug on everything I have and 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 changing over to something else, that's a little more modern. Uh, my outlook's not going to cut it anymore. Floating on it for years and years and years, but now it's time. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even know how you would characterize that. But I mean, is there a place where you see advisors kind of make that decision where the light kind of goes up in their eyes and say, "Yeah, I do." Time for inertia to uh, step off and 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 make a change.
0: Yeah, look, there are there are a few tipping points. Uh, one of them, of course, is when their existing tech provider is end-of-life the platform uh, <laughs> and, and and they're forced into that direction. But another one that comes up quite often is when they have the realization that so much corporate knowledge is stored in the original partners and those people are starting to look at whether they want to retire or move into semi-retirement and, and that corporate knowledge has no home. There's, there's nowhere for it to go. And so they, uh, they really start to struggle. One of the others that, that we see because of the scale of firms that we're, we're dealing with most often uh, is as soon as they want to start acquiring another firm. So suddenly they have two CRMs and they, they need to work out what they're going to do or three or four or five. Uh, as, as firms come together, and that's often how firms are getting to scale, of course, they're, they're businesses that are coming together. As soon as they're presented with that problem, they, they no longer have a smooth running business because they can't easily transfer work between them. What we're seeing quite a lot now, and, and 2020 has been an awful year for everyone, that uh, what we're seeing is with people working remotely, they're finding collaboration uh, really difficult in some of those uh, simpler CRMs. They just don't have the the reach or the ability to to work in what are otherwise paper-based processes that they would manage. their offices Mm -hmm. and so moving to a technology platform that that allows them to get around that now the the counter to that of course is there's fear it's like well, but i don't want to change my technology while we're all not in the same location and you know we're we're constantly helping people understand that you know that that process will happen remote to your office anyway it it doesn't matter you know the -hmm. the training will be run by zoom the the team that migrate the data aren't going to sit in your office with you for, for two months, they're going to be in remote. And so don't see that as a barrier. And then the, the other is where there's a realisation, uh, and often it's when a firm has grown to the scale where they, they put a, a genuine general manager or a op- head of operations in, and, and they start to look for efficiency. And they start to say, well, hang on, we can't just keep hiring the next person to uh, deal with what is a paper-based process or a, a, a cumbersome process. We need technology to do this for us. And so it's, it's that the maturing of the business becomes the catalyst. Yes,
1: that makes sense. And there's certainly a lot of M&A that's
0: still going on, even despite the pandemic. Yeah, look, the M&A space is, is, is really ripping along, which for me is, is a great sign of the, the health of the industry, you know? And as we see that, we see more breakaways as well. And, you know, we have breakaway firms coming to us who just want something that they can turn on and go. We have, uh, we have those firms who are doing tuck-ins through uh, breakaways or, or the the pure M&A space and you know is really the the tool that, that increasingly people are coming to and saying well i don't want to do a tech project i don't want to buy salesforce and build it that doesn't work but i do want something that's more than a traditional crm and, and uh, we constantly get the feedback that, that we're the only firm in that race yeah
1: well that's fantastic uh adrian uh, this has been great uh we're at the at the point Listen, I do have to ask. I hope everything is uh, going well in Australia. You're getting a kind of a view of two countries dealing with uh, the current global pandemic. You know, and I won't. I won't ask you to characterize how uh, each country's response has been, but I hope everything is uh, going well for you there in Australia uh, and, and with your team here in Chicago as well.
0: Yeah, look, it's uh, it, it. It is a bit of a tale of two stories, but that's a story for another time. But uh, look, thank you for the time today. It's been fantastic chatting with you, David. Forward to the next opportunity.
1: Yeah, hope to see you in person uh, at some point uh, in, the, in the near future. And congratulations again on your nomination at our WealthManagement.com Industry Awards. Fantastic. Adrian Johnstone, co-founder and chief commercial officer of Practify.
0: This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of WealthManagement.com.